Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Hello and welcome to another episode of Critics on a Bus. How are you doing today, Cameron? I am doing wonderfully, Paul. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm also doing wonderfully. What are we <laughs> reviewing today? We are reviewing um, a brand new film before general release. We've managed mm-hmm. that. Um, and that is the new Disney Pixar animated Onwards. Yes, or as it's actually called, Onward. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that out sorry <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> no yes so disney pixar expected level of quality and i think one of the big selling points of this film is that the two main voice actors are tom holland and chris pratt so we have star lord and we have spider-man coming together uh in this fantasy world where magic used to exist and now has since died out so chris pratt and tom holland play some brothers whose father passed away uh when at least chris pratt's character was young and before tom holland's character was born and they attempt to get him back using magic and things go a little bit wrong and they end up going on this adventure on this quest where they encounter some of the old magic of this world and see if they can race race against the clock to get something a special item called i think it was called was it called a phoenix stone phoenix gem gem there we go phoenix gem I yeah we're gonna go ahead and go into some spoiler free discussion of this film so we're not going to discuss any plot points but let's start off with what we liked what did you like about this film Cameron um I mean the film is very much geared towards me as an audience um (laughs) pretty pretty kind of geeky and nerdy um I, I quite liked just sort of I like the look and the style of the film and you know they they've kind of kept their because the brothers are elves they're blue elves mm-hmm. yes and, you know there's there's all sorts of kind of you know everyone sort of cohabitating and sort of like living together as different like there's a centaur there's uh, manticore there's lizards there's like goblins and all sorts of things all kind of living um with some of our lives and it's just really funny and I thought, like, there were some really good, like, funny moments in the world, and the 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 world they build and establish are are really good and clear. And I think it it really works as like a dynamic. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I think I think just kind of the way the world is built and showcasing <laughs> almost how lazy people get with technology. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really good. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Is there anything else other than the world? So, so you, so the the world that was built, this kind of magical fantasy world, like you say, lots of different uh, creatures cohabiting, and and this sense of magic, but then also this sense in which technology has perhaps dulled the magic. That all kind of really appealed to you. You felt. Yeah, yeah, and I and I just like the, the whole like integration it's a very you know as a lot of pixar films are it's very well thought out 
in terms of nothing felt um, in the way that they had built the world felt sort of hobbled together. Mm. You know, they, everything did sort of have a purpose and everyone had a very clear identity and yes, way yeah. of like adapting to the new world that they've established. And I thought it, it just all felt very in place and it very much had a sense of being. Mm. And that is a staple of of Pixar. And, you know, they always yeah. I, I, I mean, of course, their level of animation is, is top notch. It's some of the pinnacle yeah. of animation. So there's no even no need to mention that because it's always mm-hmm. great. Um, mm-hmm. It just it all felt really sort of um, put together really well. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, mm. Is there anything in anything else you liked? Anything different you liked? Oh yeah, no. For me, I I liked a lot about this film. I actually really really enjoyed this film. I I like you say. I really like the world that they built. I thought that the in uh, the kind of the dynamic between the two brothers was was very good i like the voice acting uh, i felt like they each had a very distinct sense of character i liked the sort of um almost sort of coming of age feel for uh, tom holland's character ian and i felt like the sense of quest the sense of journey was very compelling i felt like the story not just the world but the story fit together really really well and it it was almost as though there was nothing it was it kind of reminds me of like batman begins where like there's no scene that could be cut almost because it all weaves together in the end uh the batman begins isn't the only example of that that's just the one that came to mind but there are plenty (laughs) of films that do that but 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 it was it was wonderful there there would be something that would happen early on and then there would be a call to it later or there would be a character that was introduced that then would be essential later an idea and and i so it it really had that sense of quality in terms of how it was put together and I, i enjoyed that but i think above all with this film i personally really resonated with the emotional kind of punch to mm. it and mm. i felt like that was really sensitively executed and also took some surprising turns and overall i left the theater feeling very satisfied with how everything was was rounded off so i i'm interested though uh to hear about what you didn't like um First of all, I agree with everything you just said, by the way. Okay. Stuff I, okay. I forgot to add in, absolutely. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go way more into that of later. Of course. Um, things I didn't like, I sometimes felt that in the story, in the film, they got themselves into a really good position, but then couldn't figure out to get themselves out of that position. So they just did something random to like move the plot along. Okay. I felt sometimes the plot was very kind of just hoofed out like go go next next scene like um and so sometimes it just felt a little bit too rushed even i think the film could have done with being a bit longer to give us uh just a few better um the 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 quest could have been just made a little bit more defined Mm. and a little bit more refined i guess um, and that the pace of it maybe was too quick for me. That was that. Yeah. That's probably like the biggest thing I didn't like. I think the pacing was just a bit too quick, and so they had to just do things 
um, coincidentally or quite by, you know, oh, this just happens. Boom. And it just felt a little too quick because I think the film was rushed because it wasn't long enough. Yeah. I, 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 definitely, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I get the sense that you have perhaps noticed that or felt that more than I did. But now that you bring it up, I think that definitely this idea of um, coincide- coincidences kind of driving the plot and kind of almost acting as like catalysts to just kind of like click things along um, definitely was perhaps a weaker point of, of the film. And... I mean, yeah, look, I'm. it's definitely a film that I would have been happier with more of, mm. uh, particularly because there's that sense of journey. And I feel like with films that are kind of quests or, or, or journeys or adventures, uh, y- it's nice when you feel like there's, you know, uh, some. It, it's almost like if there, if it's long and it's difficult and it's a struggle, it almost kind of makes the payoff at the end better, which is why Lord of the Rings is so perfect. Um, but also I felt like this is one of the failing points of Frozen 2, and we discussed this in our review for Frozen 2. I personally felt like there wasn't enough of that sense of kind of movement and journey and difficulty with Frozen 2. Um, so perhaps there's a slightly similar thing going on here, though. It's, it's nowhere near as bad as Frozen 2 on that point. Um, in my in my opinion, but mm. interesting. Anything else that you would you would kind of uh, add to the dislike pile? Um, in this in this case, no. Without going maybe a bit, no. I think okay. that's the real kind of crutch for me. Mm. Anything for you? Yeah. So I, it, it's a very particular thing, and it it will become a lot more clear in the in the spoiler section. Uh, there was one. I think you might know what I'm talking about when I say it. Maybe not. But right at the climax of the film, there was a comedic choice that was made with regards to um, a the appearance oh, of yeah, a yeah. villainous yeah. character that yeah. I thought was just completely uh, an absolute misfire. I just thought it was it, you. It just ruined the sense of tone uh, and. Yeah, obviously, I think comedy, comedy is so important, and and it is genuinely funny throughout. There are some really golden moments, and I think that some films are really good at mixing comedy and dark stuff together. I think Parasite did that pretty well, but it's a very subtle art, and I feel like, yeah, uh, it just it wasn't wasn't well executed, and there was just this one moment where something comedic happens in what's meant to be the serious climax of the film, and I just I. I thought we could have just done without that. So, we'll, uh, sorry that we have to be so ambiguous on that one, but uh, but but we'll get into that more later. So, would you recommend this film? Yes, I would. It's yeah. a, a strong, solid, like another Pixar animation. Absolutely mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, especially, you know, it it comes out on the sixth of March. It comes out um, this Friday, this coming Friday, mm-hmm. and it's well worth at some point taking just your your kids to see. Um, I definitely would recommend it. Yeah, and me too. I, I yeah, uh, you know, I, my qualms with it are relatively minor. I still have really enjoyed it. It was just what you expect from Disney Pixar. It was high quality, heartwarming, funny, just good family fun. And mm. like you say, it, it comes out 6th of March, this Friday. Take your family. Yeah, go and enjoy. 
Right. Shall we enter the spoiler zone? Let's do it. Let's do it. So I, I don't. I don't want to kind of weigh this review down too much with this part, but I just want to touch on a few plot points that mm-hmm. we can't bring up um, in the spoiler-free zone. Just to set the stage, I'm not going to go through the whole plot blow by blow. I do try to do that a little bit with the lighthouse. Got a bit lost, really, to be honest. Um, because, <laughs> um, and that's basically what we did for the Star Wars review, and it ended up being like three hours. So, uh, just real quick. So, obviously, uh, so you have Ian and Barley, I believe, are the character's name. Lightfoot is the last name. And yeah, as I mentioned, their father is dead, and this seems to affect Ian quite a lot. And he kind of dreams of of having a dad, but not only that, living up to his dad's legacy. And he gets the impression from stories and from conversations with people and so forth that his dad was a a very kind of confident, competent individual. And he himself struggles with shyness. He struggles with awkwardness. He struggles with brave, brave, bravery, bravery. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Struggles with bravery. And that's shown throughout the film. And obviously, you know, from the outset that it's going to be a film about him finding uh, his bravery and putting off his fear and uh, emulating his dad in that way. And so for his 16th birthday, his mum brings down a gift that his dad said was only for when both him and Barley were over 16. And it's this staff. And they use it to try and bring the dad back for a day. But they only get half of him, which you see from the trailers. And so the quest is to try and find another one of these Phoenix gems, because that will be what ultimately powers the spell so that they can get the rest of the dad back. Mm. And I think that's all the groundwork that we need, really, uh, to, to then discuss it. We'll discuss the finer plot points as we go along. Uh, but I just wanted to start, I've already touched on it there, talking about Ian as a character, but we wanted to start off talking about the characters and the character development and also how they're portrayed through voice, because obviously it's an animated film. So it's all about what the uh, the actors can can do with their voices. What were your thoughts on the two main characters and their dynamic and the voice acting there? I thought I thought Ian specifically was was very very typical yeah um you know it's very very kind of awkward teen um very disney very you know bumbling probably quite smart though we never really see that you know has no real friends a bit of a pushover really wants to do better and you know wants to have that kind of moment that makes him just cool and is you know, he he is very quintessential awkward teen, awkward boy teen lead in these sort of yeah. films, and like he is not he is nothing new. No, um, you know it's lovable. You, you know, everyone loves mm-hmm. Tom Holland right now. He's you know hot stuff in Hollywood, and um, it, it is very good. And I think, but I I do think him and Barley carry the film. I don't mm. think Ian as a character would, would be strong enough to do this on his own. Mm. I think his dynamic with Barley, who is Chris Pratt, and like I love Barley's brashness and boldness in being who he is. Yeah. You know, he is a you know he in essence he's like a D D playing kind of nerd. 
and yep. who loves who loves um, RPGs and adventure games and you know loves the history of wherever they've based their film in. I don't know. There's a there's a town. I forgot what the name is. Um, Mushroomton or something like I that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you know, he and he loves the history and he he's very kind of like yes, I am a knight and you know and. I, I really like his boldness and his kind of brashness. And I think mm. pairing the two together, they make a really good, strong lead. I just, I I think Barley is a stronger character. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because Chris Pratt has this sort of charisma about him, you could mm. just listen and watch Chris Pratt be Chris Pratt for ages because he's yeah. so funny. Um <laughs> And I, I really think that really comes through. And I think, I mean, it's obviously the way it's designed to be that Tom Holland and, or Ian is very quiet and very shy and very, you know, he he makes a list of things he wants to do and he wants to be more like his dad and be more bold and be more out there. And then he goes to school and he just gives up. And, you know, there's a guy with his feet on his chair yeah and he's like he's like could you move your feet because i really want to sit down without it being uncomfortable and he's like yeah no and he's like oh, okay even though he's like i'm gonna be more bold today and then he just doesn't do it mm. um that's obviously how it's designed yeah um but even going through the whole the whole thing and the whole journey um it, it does very much feel like even at the end, I would still rather see Barley over Ian a lot more. Interesting. Okay. And Barley does feel just the stronger character and just a lot more engaging than Ian. Ian still feels a little bit awkward to engage with. <laughs> you know, and, you know, not everyone has to have that big changing experience where they, you know, become something, you know, they become a. a a nice unicorn (laughs) (laughs) unlike the scary ones in this film um but yeah for me for me the dynamic of them together is what makes it work a single i think ian on his own wouldn't work right fair enough yeah I, i i see what you're saying i think that luckily the good thing is is that the film it as much as technically ian is like the main character if we're talking just in terms of screen time it's it's very much both of them leading the film Mm. in terms of luckily it wasn't kind of it didn't feel like barley was a supporting character yeah um which definitely was to the film's favor and I, i i also completely understand what you're saying in terms of how ian felt it it it, we've seen it a million times before you know it's it's the timid shy awkward uh because of the journey or the quest becomes brave and by the end uh you know has the courage to do what he couldn't do like you know we've seen that that's that's, that's the plot of hundreds of films and you know, I guess Hannah, my wife, would say things become cliches or stereotypes because they work uh, or because mm-hmm. they're true. And, you know, at the end of the day, there is something that resonates, seems to resonate with us as human beings in that story, because I'm sure we all, all wish we could be more courageous or brave or, or whatnot. But but I, I definitely see your point. I don't think I felt it perhaps as much, but I, I definitely see your point in that if 
it was imagine if they went on the journey but it, but it wasn't a they it was just ian or imagine if bali was very much supporting character i don't know like you say if that would have been enough to carry the film mm-hmm. and give it the the uh, the thrust that it needed but i found bali voiced by chris pratt very compelling and very mm-hmm. fun to listen to and watch and he 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 just seemed like the type of character that if you met him in real life you you know you just really like him like yeah and he was funny and and just yeah like you say carried carried the film i think more so than than ian as a character i think that's fair i think that's fair any comments on the uh on the supporting cast around i i i've got up here the different uh, actresses and actors and whatnot but um but any of the characters that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy the apart from the two main characters i mean they were all pretty decent mm. I, I mean i don't really recognize anyone's voice in particular like i feel yeah. i feel like the film did base itself a lot around pratt and holland yeah, yeah like it did. entirely and we're like what budget do we have left for anyone else mm-hmm. um <laughs> um basically after that so i don't quite know i think october Tavia Spencer as the Manticore. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and like, that's a that that's a decent character. Um, yeah, you know, kind of good throughout and and funny. But aside from that, I, I do feel like they just went big with the 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 main cast and just sort of filled in with everyone else. I did like the um. The lizard person who owned the pawn shop. Yeah, uh, she she reminds me of of that slug in in um in Monsters Inc. In Inc. Yeah, yeah. So I just got that vibe. I can just yeah. I can just feel her saying, "Always watching." Uh, yeah, but aside from that, um, I think probably the only one really the only supporting act. I don't even know who I don't even know who plays the mother. Uh, so it is Julia Lewis Dreyfus who um, she is in Seinfeld, and uh, she also is in uh, this new film uh, with uh, Will Ferrell called Downhill about the skiing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, but okay. she's kind of a, a few generations ago, uh, like in 1994. Oh, she was big back then. Yeah, but a bit before our time, but. Uh, yeah, but yes. she was good. She was. She good. was the good. Mother... Yeah, she was good. I I just feel that they tried to maybe with her character a little bit. Tried to just they're trying to make a little bit of a statement with her. Interesting. Okay, in terms of like a feminist statement or semi. Okay. And I think they could have, you know, like the whole at the beginning when she's doing a workout video, like I'm a warrior, I am fierce, <laughs> and then at the end when she's got the sword and like facing the, the curse and she's like i'm a warrior i am fierce and like well, and does that for three seconds and then <laughs> yeah yeah then it falls down um, yeah <laughs> and like i mean it was it was nice it was good to see uh, uh, like the, the mum was doing the journey though it was a bit that that is where like the whole like rushed thing comes in and that we get to that in the next bit i guess um but yeah i don't think the supporting us the cast were bad i just don't think they were like memorable right yeah i know i felt like i felt like they filled they just they filled the roles that they were meant to fill you know she she felt motherly if that makes sense uh and i think that perhaps the only exception maybe 
I, 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 I did quite like Octavia Spencer's character, the Manticore. I, again, it was cliche. It's kind of like, again, you meet that character and they've been scared to, to be the person that they're meant to be. And then something about meeting the main characters awakens within them the fact that they should actually, you know, follow the path. And then they do and they end up helping. You know that again. We've seen that hundreds of times before. It's this isn't you know anything new, but but it it works. And she also had just that kind of that that personality and that sense of character that that was quite appealing and, and funny and and um yeah. So I I I think just remembered though. Um, I think the 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 boyfriend, the mother's boyfriend, yeah. the, cent- the centaur. Yeah. Um, his his journey at the end is really funny. So like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this is worth is. mentioning. Um, so like they're like, you know, you're you know, um, Barley, Chris Pratt's character, Barley was like, oh, you're a centaur. Do you know you could use, you used to be able to run seventy miles an hour. He's like, I need to run. I've got a car. You know, mm. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the film, <laughs> and then he like whips his like police cap off, and it's like this long mane. And he's like, "I was born to run." <laughs> that, was really, that was really funny. That was a great bit of uh, comedy, yeah. wasn't it? That was really, that was really that. good and for, for his character. Though, that was really funny and really good. Yeah. Um, that was probably one of my, for him. That was one of my highlights for him. Mm. Um, and again, I liked that they didn't just go the the route of "Oh, we hate our mum's boyfriend and he's the villain." Uh, in that they clearly didn't like him just because of the position he filled and he had his annoying things. But I do, I, 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 I am a sucker for when they, they kind of take characters like that, but make you end up liking them and, and yeah. they end up helping. And so, uh, so yeah. Okay. Um, so let, let, let's go a bit deeper. Let's start talking about the, 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 the actual story, the plot. And in particular, this uh, idea of quest and adventure what was so compelling to me about this and what i enjoyed so much was that it was them going on a quest and an adventure and then you had bali who was like you say like a D playing nerd and so this was like his dream and so like they were doing what he would do with his board games and role play mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. but in real life and i just I, I i enjoyed that i got that sense of excitement the tra- traveling in the van at the in at night and going to the manticore's place and like i i i really really i just i like that vibe but but yeah you've really brought up some stuff but what are your thoughts on on the 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 plot and the the kind of the the quest as the main storytelling device I mean, I think that's what the the whole film was based around. So there's not an yeah. issue with the quest. I mean, right. okay. Um, you know, it's very it's very infitting with the world. The old world was animals and mermaids and wizards and magic, and then electricity came along basically and ruined everyone's yeah. life. Um, and so the whole idea is that you know, and I can I I relate to Bali. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I I am a storyteller. I'm a I'm a want to be author and filmmaker you know at heart a my very, i'm a huge nerd at my <laughs> core that i i am barley um mm. i'm just the ian of barley who can't express it because i'm too scared <laughs> i'm um, ian barley that's nice <laughs> yeah and 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 you know and he got to live out his fantasy almost and have a good time and laugh with his brother and you know he he obviously really likes it and the journey is a little bit you know a little bit cliche sometimes mm-hmm. um i just i but i think you know every stage is very different you know whether they're 
in the the suburbs and fighting the pixies on the bike gang, um, little fairies, or like you know, like Ian trying to discover his magic and using basically the the D and D book to read spells. Yeah. Um, and and just kind of like and just sort of traveling through and you know the whole crisis of um you know barley finds out that ian doesn't trust him or thinks he's to screw up and has a little like moment and he's like you gotta let me do this one thing um sometimes it was a bit cliche but overall i liked it but then once we get onto the path of is it the path of peril uh it's probably i can't remember yeah, yeah so once once we get onto the to the the off track the the unbeaten road mm-hmm. and you know they get onto like probably what i consider the the proper quest mm-hmm. um outside of of suburban life um sometimes i feel like the storytelling was then rushed mm. you know um the this the boyfriend finds them after they've crossed the the bridge which was a funny moment when the the rope left Ian when he was like yeah. walking. He's like, "Keep going, you're doing great." <laughs> um, but like once they start, so once the car chase happened between um the brothers and the boyfriend, and he's like, "Any he backup?" And then police came from the other side. Mm-hmm. That felt like why? How did they appear like suddenly? Yeah, that felt a bit too convenient, mm-hmm. you know. And then you know they just sort of. The montage was almost like too quick in like they're traveling to the Ravens point. And it, it, it sometimes it just felt a bit too convenient or like too oh those things sort of happened, you know. I, I just felt the the quest was good and interesting. It it lacked a little bit of like luster at some points and I sometimes felt that it was just a bit too I think especially at that point when they were trying to find Ravens Point, mm. it just felt a bit too cut together and a bit too condensed that you know you almost sort of missed part of the quest because it just sort of raced through it and just you know four or five extra police cars just appeared and mm. uh, I, I just I just a few things like that for me the quest was good and i enjoyed it i enjoyed you know them making them floating down uh, 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 the river on a cheeto yeah um or you know what's it yeah. in England. um you know, and and the different things like that, and I love the fact. Um, yeah. I love the fact that like after the whole thing, they come up to the school where they were st- where they started. Yeah. Are so you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I just felt there were some points that were rushed. Mm. Overall, it was good, but a, a more time devoted to um, better exploring the quest and better like better richness of the quest. I think would have done it a little bit better, a little bit more good in my mind i think that yeah i think that you've really hit the nail on the head there by speaking about like richness i feel like it did that that's a really good way of describing it i feel like particularly after they start to go on whatever the path of peril it it does lose some of that sense of richness and kind of magical layers to the quest i still think it's i I still think it's very good even from that Mm. point but but like you say so when he sends off is it genevieve 
Is that the name yeah. of the... Uh, yeah, Guinevere, Ka- Guinevere. Guinevere, sorry. Guinevere. Uh, and I thought, first of all, I thought that was a brilliant moment. I thought it was hilarious. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. And, it, <laughs> and she kind of knocks down the rocks and then dies a tragic death. It, then, then, obviously, they walk and it's just kind of cut. Because I think that perhaps, do you reckon it was hurt by the fact that it all had to be within 24 hours? Potentially, that could have been one of the reasons... It felt rushed, but but I yeah, there's just these cuts and in about twenty, thirty seconds they walk to all of the different crows or are they ravens yeah. that that are like pointing the different ways and then they get to the last one. And so it's like, oh okay, so so we're skipping that. And then they go underneath, they work out very quickly, oh actually yeah, again that was that was rushed where it was like the there was the raven was pointing down, but then when you looked like in the 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 reflection of where the beak was pointing, it told you where to press to then, you know, open the thing and all that. And so, so yeah, so that that kind of was quick. And then they go underground, and there's this kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark style, you know, booby trap thing. Uh, I, I I I did quite like the gelatinous cube. I thought yeah. it was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> And then they go and they land in this kind of water place and then they're back up. Well, sorry, they, they travel down the river and then they there's the watery place. I don't know, I feel like I feel like to me that side of things with the with the ravens and the and the, the booby traps and the floating down the the stream and the caves and all of that, that was the stuff that was like the questy stuff. That was kind of like the 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 magic stuff and i could have done with a good uh, 20 minutes extra of that mm. before they then built up to the climax again i still i still felt like it was good this is uh, it's not a major criticism but i but i definitely get what you're saying was that from that point to then the final kind of battle it felt that yeah it did feel right rushed and not as rich as the rest of the film had been yeah Real quick, I just want to touch on this before we then go into the the next section. I just want to talk about this odd comedic choice, which was the face of the dragon. I I so at the end there's this big final battle, uh, and you have this dragon, which is part of the curse of taking the phoenix gem that forms. And I quite liked that the dragon was like kind of being formed from all of the concrete and the you know the bricks and the and the wires and the iron of the buildings mm-hmm. but then they make this odd comedic choice in that there's been this graffitied face of a dragon of just like a funny you know childish face of a dragon that has been on the walls that you've kind of seen somewhat throughout the film and that rips off and becomes the face of the dragon and it's meant to be funny and it is funny but it really kind of ruined the mood for me a little bit. <laughs> I I don't know how you felt about that. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, but just I don't know. I felt like it was a bit poorly timed, personally. I mean, it's not. I I, I think if you also consider like the film is based at children, not us. That's true. <laughs> not that people in true. their twenties. Um, I, I do. I I I thought. I mean, I laughed. 
pretty hard when I saw it. Mm. Um, especially because like the, the the curse and the dragon is made out of everything that's around it, which I thought was a really good touch. Mm. Um, that it kind of comes out and just drags everything close to it to make the dragon. Mm. Um, and then I, and then like it turned around and it was the face of the school mascot, and I I thought it was really funny, especially because it gave this kind of like almost like juxtaposition of a deadly creature mm. with this like cute cartoon face. Um, and I can see that working really well with Pixar target audience. Mm. I no, I I personally didn't see a problem with it, especially because okay. like at some point they gave it like, eyebrows that got really cross. Yeah, but um, that was meant to be funny as well. <laughs> I felt. No, I I I liked it, but maybe okay. I was looking at it from a child perspective. Maybe I was mm. you know regressing during that. Well, like you say, to be fair, that is the target audience. So you know, if I'm complaining about that, then it's it's you know not as important, I would imagine, to a to a Disney and Pixar. But uh, but I yeah, for me, it was just like it was just one of those little things that mm. I was just like, oh, I could have done without that, but. Or at least I could have done with it at a different time. To be fair, it's not like it happens at like the emotional climax. To be fair, yeah, it's um, not like it, like not like they defeat it once and then it evolves and adds the face. It's the yeah whole the whole time. I think if it yeah. had done that, like it started off as something kind of like a bit more like gravel and stonier, and then it like they smashed it and then it rebuilt itself and bought the face. That would have lost it. Yeah, um, because it would have just cheapened the the threat but i think because for me because it was always the way it was looking i think it's fine mm. but like your opinion is obviously still valid and yeah still, so. yeah no i guess yeah subjectivity of art and all that uh yeah so but, but let's let's come into this uh this next uh section and this is obviously a, a really important part of the whole film and perhaps the most important part is the uh, emotional journey of the characters and obviously we 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 kind of we see Ian as he kind of relates to his dad who obviously he's never met but who holds this kind of legacy in his life as someone that he wishes he could have met and someone that he looks up to and wants to be like yeah and we also then get this uh, these bits of Bali talking who actually did know the dad but only when he was very young so he has very few memories of the dad also having you know regrets difficulties with this idea that his 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 dad is dead and then of course as we find out the most important relationship at least for ian is then his relationship with his with his brother and there's that brotherly bond and there's this kind of twist almost where we see that ian kind of has this realization that the actual person that it was most important for him to be bonding with was was his brother because that was someone who uh, was actually alive and someone who could be with and we end up with a kind of ultimatum situation where only one of them can end up being with the dad when the spell fulfills itself and subsequently that ends up being barley and ian has to just watch the few seconds that they get together behind some rubble um so how how did you feel about that? How did you feel about that? Those choices when it came to the emotions, when it came to the focus, the shift in the focus, kind of was like a twist almost to focus on the brotherly bond um, and that whole emotional dynamic. I think initially I didn't like it. Interesting. Um, when he was having like the flashbacks 
it didn't for some reason I don't know why I for some reason it didn't really sit well with me I was just like oh, like come on um, <laughs> what is wrong with you <laughs> so, yeah something something uh, and like before people listen to this go oh come on Cameron um let me finish okay. um like initially it really didn't sit well with me mm-hmm. um and then when we got to the stage they were performing the spell and returning him and Ian made the self-sacrifice to defend the spell on his own with his mum and allow, allow Bali to, for to have that closure because mm-hmm. Bali when he was when his dad was sick and dying said I can't I wouldn't go and say goodbye to him because he was too afraid mm-hmm. and it, you know that self-sacrifice and then, you know, allowing Bali that moment and then watching Bali from afar and like seeing what he's always wanted so close yet so far, that really, that really affected me. I think maybe, maybe because I'm about to become a father in a few months, mm. in three months, that had more emotion to me because I thought of myself, of what I thought to myself, you know, how would my kids, how would I feel if, you know, that was my kids. Uh, or my son, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I struggled a little bit holding back tears at that point. Mm. Um, the end, like it paid off. The ending really got me, um, and the self sacrifice of of what Ian did, it, it ultimately worked. Luckily, I guess. Mm. But I, I, I do, I genuinely do think, and and it really helps for me. It really sold it at the end that I got really emotional about the fact that Ian just peering through this like rubble he you know just uses magic and it all come together and he defeated the curse um and there he was almost kind of semi-desperately still trying to reach that goal and watching Barney talk to his dad and that really it really got me I think mm. luckily because I really didn't I really didn't feel the the whole like brother was my dad the whole time sort of thing yeah <laughs> um, yeah what about you how did it how did it emotionally affect you i uh, very uh, similar to you at least on that that final scene where he only gets to look through the rubble up at barley meeting the dad that i felt like that really had some emotional punch to it like i i really felt that one really felt it i felt like it was so well orchestrated the situation and it really kind of tugged at the heartstrings like it i you know that sense of, you know, Ian doing that as a sacrifice for his brother mm. and about it being more important for his brother to get closure. But also still, you know, that's still his dad. And he yeah. still has that sense of longing. And he still gets to see him, but just from a distance. And there was just something tragic, but also beautiful about that. And uh, I really felt it. Really, really felt it. I also personally felt the whole brother was my dad the whole time thing slightly less so but it was but I I I I did I did feel that too and the whole montage when he's thinking about the journey that they've been on together I felt like there was definitely emotional payoff there mm-hmm. I was expecting because of the the time frame uh in terms of the fact that they only had 24 hours I was expecting the film was going to go that they would only just kind of be able to get him back in time and they would only get a few you know a minute or something like that together and so there was i was expecting that kind of like tragic emotional beauty of 
there he is. But before you know, before I, Ian can say I love you, he disappears. Sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was ready, but yeah, and it was slightly different to that, but also somewhat similar to that in that it wasn't like as soon as he started being like, "Oh, we're going to play catch and we're going to do this and we're going to do that," it's like, "Yeah, no, you're not. Sorry, that's not how films work, mate." Like it, yeah. I, so I was expecting that emotion, but I felt like they they orchestrated it really well. Uh, something that my wife brought up that I thought was actually really interesting was that on Disney Pixar's side, if there is a child watching this who has had a parent die, and obviously the main character that you're meant to resonate with is Ian. He's kind of, you know, the main character. And the one that the, the kids, at least, was definitely would definitely be following. Mm-hmm. How it could be problematic if they did it, that he actually got to spend some proper time with his dad, as if his dad came back. Mm-hmm. Um in that emotionally for them it could almost build up that particularly young children an unrealistic expectation exactly exactly i i didn't really think about that she said no, that when I, we and i was like ah oh, that's a fair point that is a fair point and also either build up unrealistic unrealistic expectation or make it even more emotionally tragic for them because they're like i i i can't get that like yeah <laughs> so it kind of yeah I don't know. I felt like it was really, really well. All the emotions of it played out really, really well. And yeah. Yeah. it was really sensitive to the topic. And it's like at the end of Inside Out, it was kind of one of those oh. happy, sad moments. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like those dual emotions. Yeah. So. Is, does that mean it's time? It is time. To go to Paul's Critics Corner. Cue the music. No. Okay, right. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I should come up with a little little jingle for that. So uh, this one is difficult to talk about with regards to critics and audience scores because it's technically not out yet, but there is at least some data coming in because uh, people like us saw it yesterday and obviously there are pre- pre-screenings, early releases and so forth. So particularly the audience score needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. So I'll start with the Rotten Tomatoes score. It doesn't have an audience score yet, but it has an 84% critic score. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's fair. That's very fair, very respectable. On IMDb, it is lower, considerably lower. It's a 63 meta score on IMDb. Mm. So it's in the green, which is the main thing. But I, I, I looked at that, I thought it was a bit low. So maybe some critics will get around to it and give it higher scores as it, as it becomes more available. And then its audience score on IMDb is a 7.3, but that's only after 892 reviews. So that will change drastically, I would imagine, yeah. uh, when people start watching it. But 7.3, you know, that's a very respectable score. I, I'll be interested to see whether that then goes up or down to, with more people coming in to review it. But but yeah this one again is a bit early uh the rotten tomato score i think is fairer i think that a 63 meta score is a is a bit low i would i would have expected this to have been over 17 maybe it will get there but but yeah that's the current the vibe a lot of the uh the, the reviews that i've been reading and listening to uh talk about how they feel like this is on the lower end of of disney pixar really? and some even criticizing the what they deem to be a kind of somber overtone to the whole th- or undertone, I guess, to the whole thing um, because of the death of the dad, but then also the kind of nighttime kind of, I don't know, yeah, criticizing the mood uh, of it. I don't know 
exactly what is meant by that but uh but yeah so that's that's where it's at we'll see uh, that one see if it changes with time but it's doing pretty well not as well as i thought it would have which maybe so- tells you something about the score that i'm i'm aiming towards but uh but yeah that's uh that's what I'm, i'd be curious to see if it does better than the good dinosaur because that was a terrible film what i i never even saw it in fact, do you know what? I, I started watching it on a plane once and then switched off. It was rubbish. It's doing better on IMDb so far. Yeah, yeah, but it's not on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Metacritic is worse. Yeah. And that's shocking. The good, sounding, the good dinosaur, for, for reference, is abysmal. I could have to check that out and, uh, and get an opinion on that one. I'm it sorry is, to hear that. It is. I think that's probably the worst Pixar film I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if anyone listening disagrees with that <laughs> or agrees with that. We'll see. So, right. Sh- shall we move into some summaries? Do you want to give yes. us give us your summary? Right. So um, in summary, I thought onward. Huh, um, <laughs> Sorry. Is is a very good. It's a really um, good, solid animation, as we come to expect. And um, rightly so from Pixar, a really well-established world a really new interesting world a sort of um magical blend between reality and fantasy which really suits someone like me and the target audience of children i think the the plot is good um chris pratt is probably the strongest of the characters in the film um barley um and he really helps um carry the film along i do think sometimes the film is rushed and it could do with a bit more um, fleshing out and a bit more um, quest-based shenanigans because that is the whole point of the film. We haven't talked about music, but the music is like this weird sort of like rocky, not weird, but it's kind of like this kind of rocky sort of like anthemy, really following almost Bali's look, style and aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it for me it works um, because Bali is a stronger character. It makes sense to me that we kind of, almost listen to it from his head um mm. because it's it's his quest almost that he wants to partake in even though it's ian's quest um he's almost like the dungeon master i guess you could say um but overall it's a strong film it's it's got a very targeted audience you know just like frozen 2 has a very specific audience this has a very specific audience, but I think it does what it does, and it has a real big emotional punch at the end, and I think that really helps seal the film um, in its in its in its completion is the emotional kind of punch and heart that it has going for it, and yeah, in that case, I'd even like to see more in the future. Mm. Perhaps a sequel. But what? So, what is your summary of this then? Mine is very similar. I I, I really enjoyed this film. I had a great time with it. I I thought that uh, the dynamic between the brothers was great. I loved the universe. I loved the story. I loved the fact that they had to go on this quest, on this adventure. I thought the comedy, all apart from one instance, was well-timed and funny. I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I think that definitely the film's strong point is the emotional payout at the end which for me i found to be really touching and i found it to be really effective and well done uh i feel like everything generally rounds off pretty well 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, my only qualm would be that at a certain point, it uh, the quest side of things does feel does feel a bit rushed, and that you know there is a certain cliche in Tom Holland's character of Ian, but even that is, I mean, that's not enough for me to to kind of massively criticize it. And because of the strength of Barley as a character, uh, I didn't I didn't really mind it that much. So yeah, no, overall, I I really enjoyed it. I I still don't know the score that I'm going to give it. I'm flitter, <laughs> flittering in between two numbers. So if you want to take that one away, and I'll I'll either cave to peer pressure and give it something similar <laughs> to you, or I'll have time to kind of uh, unravel my thoughts. So go ahead, scores. Do you know I've been struggling actually as well. Um, okay. But one number has come back to me, and I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my initial impression. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that between us discussing you would somehow persuade me to a different number or fix it fix it on a number um but that hasn't really happened so <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with what i initially thought and that would be i'm gonna give it an eight okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna give it just like a flat eight okay um so i guess you could say for the bus um I guess the bus I would give it would be probably just a really a kind of a few minutes late. Uh, it's a good bus. Um, it's a you know it's a bus that you 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 really need to get really solid. It's a uh, top of the range, has everything you need. It's nice and comfortable, but it's a few minutes late. Um, and so you're you're a little bit on edge on getting to your destination on time, and so it, it can be a little bit stressful as a bus. Okay. Um, but it's it, you get there on time, you get to it, you're happy, you say thanks to the driver, um, and everything's fine and dandy once you're off it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Okay, that seems fair. That seems fair. You know, I I was I was flitting in between. A seven and an eight, actually. And I'm just going to cave and just give it an eight. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I think for me, the main reason is the emotional payoff, uh, just because I really did feel it. And I think if a film can do that and make me feel things, then I, it's done something very right. And more often than not, it's the films that try to do that but fail that end up being really awkward and rubbish. So it's, it's no easy task to, um, to pull that off. Uh, particularly given how critical we are of films, so uh, so yeah, and and I'm, I'm actually going to give it quite a quite a low eight though. Uh, yeah, similar I, to me then. Yeah, yeah, similar to you, perhaps a, a similar buff, but maybe a bit just a bit more late. Uh, you're going to something that you are a bit less happy about. So it's it's raining a little. It's like, it's not raining, but it's just it, it's kind of like there's like the mist in the air that is wet anyway, but it's not like properly raining, but it's just kind of annoying. So yeah, a pretty low eight of a bus, but an eight nonetheless, which is high, you know, for me that's for us that's that's a very high score. Yeah, I'm glad. I thought you were going to go for a seven, and then I was going to be all outraged about the fact that <laughs> the same score as the lighthouse. So. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah. Wow, someone really doesn't like Barhouse, do they? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, you're, right. <laughs> you're right, I don't. That's true. No, it's, I don't. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, there we have it 
onward what did you think about it we would love to hear what you think and yeah that's all of what we think with scores we've put a number on it we enjoyed it and we respected it and we felt like it was uh emotionally uh a very good film yep no that's it um give it a watch and let us know what you think yes goodbye (laughs) bye thanks for listening don't forget to check us out on facebook and instagram we'll see you next time